Hi, and welcome to the Potato Theology Podcast. Join three friends discussing the nitty gritty of being a disciple of Jesus. Hi, I'm Amy. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Zoe. And today we're going to be discussing mentoring and why it means a lot to us and sharing some tips for you as well. And wherever you're joining us from today, all over the world in fact, whether that's on your sofa, out on a walk or on your commute, you are so welcome. And stay tuned to the end and we'll be sharing a sneak peek of the next episode. Amen. Sweet. Okay, Monique, why are we talking about mentoring today? Well, Amy, because (laughs) (laughs) we believe that mentoring is a key part to growing your character, which is what this season is all about. And, you know, if you're a potato down in the ground, you're busy absorbing nutrients so you can be the best potato. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That your grower and your planter wants you to be. And one of these sources of nutrients is really mentorship. Mm -hmm. And really, I think it's how we're designed. We're all designed to live in relationship with others who are older than us and younger than us and passing on gifts and wisdom of life and actually it's something we see Jesus doing non-stop mm. in the way that he relates to his disciples there's this constant passing on of what it is that Jesus is carrying and we're called into that same kind of life to have older wiser Christians above us who are training us teaching us and nurturing us and likewise we should be passing on what we're learning to those younger than us yeah so yeah in uh, Matthew 28 18-20 it talks about this great commission where Jesus says to his followers to make disciples of all nations so making disciples, disciples, as he says, involves much more than giving people a rule set or like a rule book that people have to follow. But it includes living with them and helping them to grow in Jesus and to know more about Jesus, to grow in their character. And that's literally what mentoring is. So to make a disciple of someone is to mentor them in who Jesus is and what that life would look like. So that's why we think it's important because Jesus literally says, go and make disciples, go and mentor people, go and live with them and... And that's what you know why we think it's so important. It is good though, but it's quite. I feel like it's quite a Christianese jargony word to throw around. Like, oh yeah, I have a mentor. Like, but what is mentoring? Like, mm. let's you know, we say we get into the nitty gritty. Mm. Like, because I think a lot of people might have misconceptions about what mentoring is, or I think sometimes we think it has to be this really formal. Um, like you've officially asked someone to be your mentor, but actually Jesus, yes, he was officially the the leader of the disciples, but he was mentoring like Mary and Martha. Like there can be people in your life who you're just rubbing shoulders with, who you connect mm. with, who are just a little bit further along than you maybe, a slightly larger potato, more fully formed, or <laughs> they've nailed an area of the Christian mm. walk that you're just like really hungry to grow in. And actually sometimes you can just you're with them for a little bit of your you know period of life but they you really catch something from them so but I guess we'll talk about like our journey of mentoring and yeah the official the unofficial do you need to name what it is Mm, yeah Yeah, but I think on that it's important to note like we as humans are incredibly moldable and incredibly influenced by our environment and by the people that are around us Mm. whether you like it or not whether you're aware of it or not you are being shaped by those you work with those you spend time with so why wouldn't you rather choose the source of really good influence mm. that you invite deliberately to life. speak into yeah. your life? And yeah, exactly, and to train you up. And I also think it's really vital nowadays as well in our kind of context where a lot of people move out from their parents at the age of 18 mm. and go and live in house shares. And actually, you you still 
you need input from people and you know if, if you're not still living with families you you need to seek out people who are going to speak into your life and and help continue to nurture you and shape you because i don't think you're really like a fully fledged independent adult 18 no, i don't no. know if I anyone know anyone was then please that. share your wisdom <laughs> please help us all i still call my mum regularly like, oh yeah how do i do this and that <laughs> Um, but you touch on two things there it's like there's the intentionality and in that you invite it often my best mentoring relationships have been when I've been like I really really rate you Do, could you mm. grab coffee with me um once a month or so so mm. you invite it and also that tension of you have to be vulnerable to let yourself be fully known if you hold yeah. stuff back in a mentoring relationship or you're trying to present mm. an image of yourself that just isn't true it's not going to be a flourishing relationship yeah. because actually you won't be talking about the stuff you need to be talking about mm. and that links back to character that the stuff in our character that's the most you know that we need to work on is the hidden stuff that no one else sees and so I guess in that mentoring relationship, you want to feel like there's trust there and that space mm. that you can share with them, perhaps some of the more deeper stuff in your life and know that it will be safe. But on another note, mentoring isn't just about policing sin. I always say that to my youth leaders when I'm like, yeah, mm. mentor the youth. It's not just policing sin. It's not just, oh, I have to bear my soul and you dread the conversation mm. once a month. It's actually someone put, put, pulling out the mm. gold in you. Someone yeah. who's like, I see this in you. And like, do you see this? And I've been praying for you. And so don't, I don't think we should be scared of mentoring, but there's just such a gift in it that yeah. you know you can be honest about the dark stuff but actually they see the beauty as well mm. 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 Yeah. yeah yeah and I think that's I, th I feel like you've kind of touched on the things of in terms of if you're preparing to, s to be mentored basically I feel like the main things you need one is to be honest about yourself yeah. yourself and be willing to be vulnerable and two is I think to to look around you in your church congregation or the other other people you know who are um living the Christian life and spot people who are carrying what you also feel like you're carrying or, or what you really inspires you or um, stirs your heart. Yeah, um, I agree. I wrote down, a good mentor is someone who you already see living a life of Christ <laughs> and they live their life with godly character and it's someone that you look up to. Mm. Like that was how I kind of found my mentor was, I was like, this woman is so cool. I love the character that she's got. I love the way that her life choices or the career kind of direction that she's gone kind of is similar to mine so there's there's that relational similarity so she can relate to me I can relate to her but also just her faith is amazing and I, I want more of that so mm -hmm. I want her to be able to speak into my life and I trust her with what she would say to me is coming from a good godly place and not just her own opinion yeah I think that's really important is that mm. they already reflect the character that you want to be developing as well yeah I think don't be shy to ask the really really cool people because yeah <laughs> like it's always a mutual encouragement anyone I've mentored like I've got so much from it like it mm. learned so much really got joy like really inspired me in my faith and kind of especially if I've been you know I don't know become a bit jaded in some in some ways but also um anyone who's a leader or you know who has done a lot of investment in their character it's a joy for them to be able to pass it on mm. and like they're delighted if they meet a younger person who is like on fire and wants to grow and learn and like don't be surprised at what an encouragement you'll be to mm. whoever you ask don't mm. feel like a burden at all but top tip often uh you know say there's it is like a church leader or someone who you know has a very full busy diary one thing i found really helpful is if you want to hang out with them but you know they're very busy, 
ask like say hey can I come and do this with you and be a help to you and actually you're doing something together um especially if you're kind of going in cold and you don't have much of a relationship to be like can you mentor me if you like say I'd love to spend time with you alongside what you're already doing it's very easy for them to be like yes absolutely it'd be nice to actually have a second pair of hands and you'll catch stuff from them by just being with them as they I don't know prepare to I don't know clean their kitchen and go off and lead a talk at DY like something that you know they've already got their schedule fooled out for the next month Mm. so don't be put off if you're like oh they seem so busy but try and work out how could you be a blessing to them so that you know you can catch something even if it isn't like they can give you a coffee every other week because you know just life that can be difficult yeah that's really good yeah like we witnessed that yesterday with youth actually um one of our curates was serving tea and coffee at the end of the church service and the youth all kind of strolled into the kitchen to get themselves more food and snacks and stuff and he just started showing them how to use all the coffee machines and how to like find stuff and then by you know 15 minutes later they were the ones serving tea and coffee and that was a really quick exchange of mentorship or kind of you know the more formal thing but actually they were just living alongside and then now they're going this is actually really fun we really enjoy it and there's been that that passing on of skills knowledge insight yeah. um and they've now been equipped to be able to continue doing that and serving other people exactly so doing something with someone can often be really fruitful yeah. it doesn't always have to be like sitting and ch- talking for ages though it, a mentoring relationship might look like that as yeah. well when when did you have your first mentor monique um probably my first mentor i was probably about eight or eight wow. or nine yeah and um it was a really good family friend who <laughs> we used to go to mcdonald's and Amazing. have the 99p Perfect. like mcflurry cone and um she'd make me read massive chunks of the bible like she'd be like right when we meet next month i want you to get through like 10 chapters of genesis and i remember being like totally overwhelmed oh, like gosh. that's massive <laughs> but it was great like it was just so good to have someone who'd check in regularly who mm. wasn't my mum because accountability you just don't want to hear it from your mum. Mm-hmm. love my mum but <laughs> um that and that was great um but I mean I was quite young so I don't really remember that much about it but I also remember having a really great youth leader who mm. also would um take me out regularly and we could chat through stuff and then I remember having a totally different style of mentorship which um was more like sin policing but actually it was mm. great because I was at uni and everything's a bit wild at uni and mm. it was really good to have someone who really wasn't afraid to ask me yeah. really difficult questions and I was actually well impressed by her bravery which meant that I was happy to open up to her and we had a great mentoring relationship and that was probably the most official mm. mentoring relationship I had that was maybe 19 and there were like very set parameters we met for an exact amount of time right yeah. certain amount of times we weren't really friends outside of mm. that mentoring relationship so that was a very different style to the kind of other two who were I'd known a long time and they very much came alongside me and then now I have all sorts of mentoring relationships in terms like some are explicit and some are implicit people who I just really look up to and as Zoe was saying just pop in I'm like dog walk here dog walk exactly yeah yeah (laughs) just come alongside get in yeah Mm. um and then other people like I've been seeing a spiritual director which is great and that's again like quite a formal Mm. formal version of mentoring but that's been really good to have that that space and and a regular space and again it's, it's really is about um, having something regular that works as a reorientation. Totally. Um, having like one or two people who you know you can take stuff to. Because mm. sometimes, I don't know, something comes up and you're like, ah, what do I do with this? Or who do I talk to? And like, you have different types of friends. Some it may be an appropriate conversation, some might not be. So it's just great to have that person you can go to, I think. 
yeah. um, that's been my journey. Mm. What about you? Um, I had my first mentor when I was probably around 12 or 13. And she was like a volunteer youth leader and she gave me my first ever journal, which has been a spiritual discipline I've kept going since that time. So over 16 years, which is crazy. Um, So I'm so grateful for the way that she did that. And she was my mentor for most of my teenage years, um, which is cool. And it's amazing to really grow with someone. And then I think as I've gotten older, I've had different people, like you said, for different things. And there might be a someone I see once a year, but I know I can bring that particular thing with them. Or there's different people um, in church and in different uh, walks of life. But I also have, a, I guess, an official mentor through um, being in church ministry. It's been helpful to process what that is like outside of the context of my church and yeah that's been great I think in different you can need different things for different seasons like it's different from counseling but I've had counseling uh for about four months a few years ago and that was really special and that was really helpful and it was completely different from mentoring and you can have coaching which is completely different from mentoring because you're working on a particular skill or area of your life that you're trying to improve and yeah I think it's just knowing what season you kind of need who for and sometimes it's right to be like actually if it's an official mentoring relationship it'll only go on for let's do it for six months that's how I often tell my youth leaders say make it really clear you'll meet six times in six months and then you can kind of review and just kind of pray them pray over them and you know do something fresh because you don't want it to just feel like I have to do this but yeah you just need discernment I think oh okay so my one I didn't really get a mentor until I moved back to the UK um so my again volunteer youth leader from when I was about 13 or 14 she was amazing and it started off just as you know I'll take you out for dinner let's go for hot chocolate how are you doing what's happening and it was very informal and there was a group of three of us who were around the same age and she'd take us girls out for hot chocolate or for dinner and we were all really good friends so it kind of worked that we were a three that she kind of took Easy, out yeah. and it was just easy and it made it really informal and just really fun um and then she continued that amazingly diligently all the way through my undergraduate degree so every time I came home so every three or three or so months she'd be like how are you doing let me take you out for dinner and it was really special to have that someone who it wasn't just my family who wanted to see me and to invest in me when I came home each term but actually someone who'd known me since I was 14. Um, She also worked with the summer camp that I used to go to as well. So she saw me at church. She saw me in my home life because she was friends with my parents. She saw me at camp. And so she saw the different versions of me that Mm. I portrayed in the different areas as a teenager. And it was just really great to have someone to speak that wisdom into me and to be like, why are you behaving differently in these different circumstances? And then going into uni, she could see how I was growing and developing and my character was being refined and so she she was really great and you know we're really good friends and we went on holiday together like that's the kind of point at which the relationship went to and it was never formal so she was kind of my mentor until I was about 21 22 um and then I didn't really have anyone for a couple years that I officially went to or had those conversations with but I remember the first time that I properly got to know you Zoe was when I asked you to support me Mm. 
in like relationship advice or like kind of I guess informal mentoring through a new relationship um because I'd only dated non-Christians before and I was like this is my first Christian boyfriend and I know that I want it to be different so I want some advice on that and I knew that you were like happily married and you'd got more years and more experience on that so I thought great there's someone who's Mm. a similar age but has got you know she's further along in this stage of life than me Mm. so I remember that was how we kind of got to know each other and I found that really special to be like actually friendships can grow out of someone who you can see something in them and you go I really want to know how you've got there so can I learn from you Um, and I've recently in the last year got a more formal mentor through the church mentoring program um, and she's about the same age as my mum roughly so it's really lovely actually because I have a great relationship with my parents I can go and ask questions and get life advice from them but also to have someone who's outside of the family and Mm. can give me a different perspective Mm. um which is really useful to be able to have someone else's opinion and very kind of outside the situation um and I'm very much an external processor to just to have someone to basically like sandboard my thoughts (laughs) off like there's sometimes there's not very much that I don't know but I just need to say it to then realize it. And she'll be like, so you know that, don't you? You know, whatever it is that you're working through. She's like, you, you already know this. You don't need me to tell you. Um, but I needed her to be there to listen, to then work out what it was that I was trying to work through. And so that is a much more formal thing. We meet up every other month. We have about an hour and a half to chat through stuff. There are goals that we set at the end of each one of what do I want to try and achieve, achieve, <laughs> or what do I want to try and learn or grow in by the next time we have a conversation. But I still see her through church and, and other things. So there's kind of a familiarity and a friendship that's formed through that as well. Um, so I think that's kind of where I'm at with mentoring. And I've found a great value in mentoring. Mm, and yeah. I see so like so much value from it. Definitely. And now I'm mentoring some of the youth, which is yeah, super exciting. Great. So good. I feel like you touched on a few practical things that are worth like saying more explicitly. So like one, it's not about age. Like yep. Yep. you were also mentored by someone who was your age. And I think sometimes there's even mentoring relationships where the menti- mentor is younger, younger than you. Yeah. Um, the other one you said was that there's sometimes change. Like someone can start out as a mentor and become a friend or yep. vice versa. And I, again, I've had mentors who've become friends and that's lovely when mm. they're able to, because as Zoe was saying earlier, it's sometimes about pulling out your gifting mm. and they can bring you onto their, their same level sometimes and then you end up growing yep. together. And the other one was that you said, it's great now having a mentor. Well, you've had both. You've had a mentor who's been in all your different contexts mm. and someone who's got a very outside perspective and it's yep. helpful in different seasons to have those different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, all really it's just about knowing what you're needing and what you're wanting to get out of a mentoring relationship you know is it someone that you actually need who lives life beside you and as it basically can be a friend that can just help encourage you or do you need someone who can speak some wisdom into certain situations or maybe it's that you need to go one step further and find a therapist or a counsellor which is what I'm considering for like one specific thing I'm like I don't quite know if it's right to have that conversation fully and deeply with my mentor so potentially go and chat to someone who can professionally work through that one area of my life with me so yeah that's I mean I would just say know what you're wanting out of that mentoring relationship and then look for it Mm. but there's an intentionality in mentoring that I think is from your point of view is is an intentionality totally I think it's for me I don't think it is an official spiritual discipline, is it? But it, I've I've found it in my discipleship. It's like a a trellis. That's quite a posh 
image, isn't it? Like a trellis of <laughs> the vines. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like it really does stabilize me and hold me because I know that um, there's a safe space to process things. There's someone out there praying for me and there's a place where I can bring the stuff I'm chewing on and just put it towards someone who I think is wiser than me and um I I always walk away from my time with my mentor feeling refreshed and like I've got um yeah just renewed I don't know what the word is like just renewed joy and hope and like yeah okay this is good um yeah so I I'd recommend it but it takes time like pray about it your mentor Mm. um mentoring journey might you know be over a number of years and someone might morph into it or you might intentionally ask um yeah cool well it's been a good chat any final i'd like to ask a question do it go for it (laughs) (laughs) um how did you because you mentioned well we've all talked about also mentoring others oh yeah i'd love to know like how you learn to mentor people and and what things you found useful in learning how to pass on what you have because i think that's a whole other skill as well we like to hold on to what we've got Um, mm. so how did you learn to, to be looser, to be, to be more uh, generous with giving away what you have? I think first and kind of informally was how to have those, a depth in friendship. And if you can have those kind of conversations and be vulnerable within friendships, it's much easier to then encourage that out of someone else who's potentially younger than you. And if you're able to be vulnerable with friends, then you're going to be more aware of how to be vulnerable or to uh, share the right vulnerability with Mm. someone that you're mentoring because I think that vulnerability kind of can go both ways especially if you're mentoring a teenager Um, which I guess in our 20s that's kind of who we'd be most likely to be mentoring as someone about 10 years or so younger than us so I've always really enjoyed spending time with younger kids ever since I was little I've always enjoyed spending time with them so I think kind of just flows on from that and just living life with them and encouraging them and and I love watching kids grow it sounds really creepy but in a way like I love that nurturing element Mm. and that's kind of really part of my character so I guess practice and just spending time with them until it becomes more natural um I've not ever done a mentoring course or anything but I just enjoy spending time with them and listening. I think that's so important is to listen. Yeah. What are they really trying to say behind the words that they're saying? And just encourage encourage them. Mm. Mm. For me, I think I think it's a Christian imperative like we like we heard that we're not supposed to be turned inwards on ourselves just trying to get everything like so I can be the best most healthy Christian. Actually true health and true life comes for us when we're pouring out for others mm. and so for me some of my most joyful youth ministry moments is the one-to-one conversations where I get to just sit with another young person and ask them questions. I think for me in mentoring I'm always asking questions and reflecting back to them what they're saying and who they are and hoping that they get those penny dropping moments Mm -hmm. and sort of praying for them in that so I've had a bunch of like some formal mentoring training through my degree in different um, courses I've done but a lot of it is you know tailored to the person some people really need a lot of safety nets and it's um, all very encouraging sort of identity based some people really need like the season you had Monique of like um accountability on certain areas and they really really want that and um yeah but mainly I'd say it's asking good questions creating space for them to 
to be honest and to know that you have um a gift to offer and like fullness of life will come for you in creating space for someone else to grow and find jesus yeah Mm. yeah absolutely yeah i think yeah i feel similarly to what you guys have said but the big thing for me to learn has been asking really good questions (laughs) I, Mm. i it doesn't come naturally i think i like to make people feel comfortable so i'll often give them half the answer in the question because if I ask a really big open question I feel like that's a bit overwhelming because I would hate that personally but actually it gives people room to share and Mm. um, so learning how to use really open questions has been key and then I think in terms of like passing on practical like ministry skills and training people I find that really difficult because I love efficiency (laughs) 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 it's not the efficient way to do things but in the long term it is yes invite someone to do it with you exactly Mm. and actually just because I can do it quicker doesn't mean I should be doing it yeah. and actually like working out what I can pass on and it kind of ties in with the whole inviting people into your things you're already doing and activities and like when life gets busy um I'm like right well what am I already doing that I can invite people mm. into actually because mm. I don't have to do half this stuff on my own and it's way better for me if I have someone with me it's lovely um, as a happy extrovert <laughs> but also it means there's opportunities to pass things on you know like serving the tea and coffee it's so yeah. easy to draw people in and people thrive and everyone loves loves getting involved really mm. so, yeah I found that it's also really helped <laughs> in my job mm. being able to ask the right kind of questions and to be able to listen and kind of interpret what someone's saying and then be able to say it back to them like the skills that you've taught me Mm. through the youth work and the stuff that I do at youth my colleagues can see that I am slightly more able than someone who's just come out of uni to host a conversation and Mm. and to help people think for themselves and answer the questions themselves rather than have to give them the answers and as a designer and as a consultant that we get hired into projects we shouldn't have to tell them what to do we should be able to encourage them to find the answers themselves and obviously guide the conversation so those tools are really really valuable um and i know that they'll be valuable for everybody and it's cool to see how the skill sets that we're learning through kind of more spiritual disciplines actually are really valuable and useful in the Mm. wider world as well absolutely yeah so i'd highly recommend learning how to listen and ask the right questions both in faith and <laughs> in the workplace as well. Yeah, I've just written it's it's kind of like a life cycle of grace. Mm. <laughs> that passing on what you have and and, and re- you receive and you know we all have people who sow into our lives massively. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of fabulous older women who mentored us and yeah. sown into us and and passed on yeah the grace they have in from God. And we have that and we don't want to be a cul-de-sac, you know. We want <laughs> want it to flow out and it's um a real joy to see as it becomes like a normal practice something you almost do mm-hmm. on autopilot um where you're not hogging anything you're yeah, yeah. it's all flowing it's, mm, it's yeah. a joy really to be part of yeah it's like letting our cup overflow with what god's mm-hmm. already poured into us and what others poured into us so that it keeps going he doesn't just hold in yeah um so look forward to chatting with you again next week bye bye <laughs> See you later, potatoes. <laughs> later, potato. <laughs> later, potato. Oh, that's oh great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm made for this. <laughs> <laughs>
um, that actually competition tends to evaporate when you hear someone's story. (laughs) And actually, if you're in community with people and you hear them out, actually, most people's lives aren't peachy behind the scenes. Mm. And I found a lot of people I would probably want to compare myself to when I actually hear what's going on. I'm like, oh, that makes sense that you behave like X, Y, Z. I don't want to trade places with you after all. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. that's the simple answer. (laughs)